Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hola, welcome back to the show. Senator Richard Blumenthal joining us right now. Hi, Senator. Hi, how are you, Lisa? I'm good. Are you with you? Where are you today? You in D.C.? Where are you? I am very much in D.C. Mm-hmm. We have a vote in half an hour, and uh, we are moving ahead with the nation's business in the Senate, and I hope the House will as well. What are you voting on? We're voting on nominations, judicial nominations today. Uh, we have a number of uh, judges who've been nominated to the federal bench. Very important that we move ahead to replace judges who are retiring. Oh, I know. You know, I went into the um, official swearing-in ceremony of of Judge Jennifer Reardon, who is, you know, a Connecticut daughter, and she just got us. And you're on the Judiciary Committee. And I went Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago to the Second Circuit, you know, right down there on Center Street to see the whole ceremony. And it was really very wonderful. You did a good job. She's going to be a great judge. She is a great judge. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> She's a great judge. So anyway, so Senator, so um, I had asked you to come on because I saw that you were leading the charge with Joni Ernst, who is not, you know, the two of you are not normally on the same side of the aisle on a lot of things. But when it comes to recognizing the dangers of social media and their impact on our children, it sounds like you guys are very much in sync. And I wanted to know what you want to accomplish in Washington, D.C. on this issue. I think it's very important that we provide tools to parents and children to disconnect from algorithms that drive toxic content on eating disorders or bullying, illicit drugs and sex exploitation, as well as uh, suicide. And this toxic content driven by these algorithms can really take kids further into the rabbit holes, spiraling downward in depression and despair. Uh, And I was just amazed by some of the statistics. More than half of all users of Facebook, for example, in the past week alone have bad or harmful experiences, whether it's eating disorders, discrimination, bullying, suicidal ideation. And the whistleblower we had yesterday in our committee, the Committee on uh, Privacy, Tech, and the Law, it's a subcommittee of the Judiciary Committee, told us that he brought to the attention of Mark Zuckerberg and Sheryl Sandberg this kind of evidence of harm on Facebook and Instagram 
and they've done nothing. So I think that the mantra of social media, trust us, that's what they're always telling us, trust us, is no longer reliable. And we need a measure like the Kids Online Safety Act that I've worked on, which would provide those tools to disconnect from the algorithms, provide for more transparency so we know what's going on in those algorithms, and also accountability when the social media sites drive this content at kids and aggravate mental health issues, they should be held responsible. You know, Senator, I'm hardly a fan of China, but I read an op-ed piece months ago about an American who raised her kids there for about 10 or 15 years before moving back here. And she said that while she was hardly a fan of a lot of totalitarian China, the one thing that she appreciated as a parent was that China helped her be a better parent when it came to social media because they simply turned off the switch. They don't allow kids to do video games and they don't allow kids to, kids to have access to social media. And I, I really thought about that because parents, as singular parents, are up against enormous peer pressure and their own children when it comes to allowing their kids to be part of the fun. And I saw that Utah had decided, I think they're the first state in the country, to say that parent, that they're, that I think it's a default provision. Kids are not allowed on social media unless parents opt in. So, I mean, what do you think about that approach? Well, my approach is different. Their approach is censorship and telling people what to do. I believe that the social media companies should bear the burden, not the government telling them what content to block, but they should provide tools to parents and kids so they can make decisions, you know. I have visited with kids in their schools, elementary schools, middle schools, and they're pretty savvy about what they need to do to protect themselves. But also parents should get involved and the social media companies have a role to play rather than the government, in effect, telling everyone what to do. That's the Chinese style. By the way, they also use social media to surveil people to keep track of what they're watching, what they're saying, what they're doing. So it's a top-down kind of regime. And I agree, you know, it would be simpler for the United States government to say to people what they can and can't access or watch or hear. But that's just not our system. We believe in the Bill of Rights, First Amendment. My bill is not about censorship. It's about giving people the tools so they can make choices, and then disconnect when they feel they want to do so, and parents to be involved as well, obviously. So what do you want Facebook to do? What, what, give me an example of a tool. Well, for example, rather than an algorithm connection to be the default, it should be the other way around. The default should be to disconnect from the algorithm that drives this content. What the business model of these social media companies is essentially that the more eyeballs they can attract for longer periods of time, the more advertising, the more money. Mm. So a lot of it is repetitive to make people angry or sad to aggravate emotion, Mm -hmm. which is a kind of addictive quality for some of the material that kids, particularly teenagers, can access. So to 
to change the business model, they need to give consumers the default of not connecting to this harmful content. And uh, that kind of tool is one thing that should be required. Also, what do I want Facebook to do? If it knows that there's content there that's really doing harm, better take it off. Not the government censoring, but Facebook making a determination that certain kinds of suicide eating disorders, and we've narrowed the kind of content that should be subject to a duty of care. So it is not certain kinds of content that are perfectly legitimate and do no harm. They have to make these judgments and implement them effectively. So in other words, you're saying that that there'll be new rules and laws regarding the definition of a duty of care, and therefore there'll be a civil way to sue if there's a breach of the duty of care? Is that sort of what you're thinking about constructing? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Acting? Exactly. Okay. A duty to care a duty of care, and when they violate it, there can be action against them. And that action is not by everyone, uh, but by enforcers that can make very intelligent and socially conscious decisions. Well, they'll just argue that that's a backdoor way of censoring them, right? I mean, that's what they'll argue. They'll say, well, you you haven't censored us, but in effect you're punishing us for allowing speech that you don't approve of. And therefore, because you're hitting our pocketbook, you're hurting us, and in a way you're censoring us. That's what they'll argue, right? You know, uh, they can argue anything they want. They are arguing everything under the sun. They have armies of lawyers and lobbyists to work against us. They spend millions of dollars trying to kill this legislation. Uh, it is not censorship. The The duty of care, like any other duty, whether it's a doctor performing surgery or a lawyer handling a case, there's a duty of care. Uh, a homeowner who has a responsibility for his or her sidewalk, duty of care. It's not just any and all violations. If you know that there is toxic content about certain kinds of harms, you have a duty to, to alert people at the very least and perhaps take it off the site. For example, if someone is inciting certain kinds of criminal conduct, well, common sense tells you that there should be a duty of care to uh, take that content down. And uh, obviously, as you know, there are no First Amendment rights when it's a private company. It's the government that's precluded from censorship. But uh, even with that qualification, there's an obligation to uh, 
respect choices that are made by individuals as to what they want to see. Uh, Senator Blumenthal, are you aiming this strictly at minors or are you aiming this at adults as well? Well, uh, we're trying to protect minors. Mm -hmm. We're trying to protect teens. And it's not about age verification, although uh, there are ages that should be verified in some instances. But it's really about trying to redesign the product. It's about product design, much as you would a better car with seatbelts and airbags. The product design here should be changed so that the default, if there's no choice made, is not to go to the algorithms, but to disconnect from them. So that behind the scenes, it's not so that the user is not continuing to be bombarded So, for example, the other day I was talking to a friend of mine who said that she was being bombarded so much with things about Matthew Perry's death. And, you know, she obviously looked at a story or two when Matthew Perry died from Friends, but she was being bombarded to the point where she said to me, it's too much. And I said to her, well, some algorithm has gotten hold of you. Clearly, they know that you were interested in this and they keep feeding it to you. Is that what you're talking about? Where you keep being fed something? Exactly. Exactly. But... But not so much Matthew Perry as, for example, if you go to a site that talks about dieting, Mm -hmm. you will be bombarded with material about eating disorders. Yes, I see. And if you go to a site about certain mental health issues, you'll be bombarded with, here's how to commit suicide. And this kind of content, you know, you as an adult can say, I'm not going to pay attention but a lot of teens are not they're they're just not as developed in terms of their judgment and maturity and so parents ought to have some tools and they should have some tools when they are frustrated and angry and sad so that they can exercise some choices and parents can intervene to exercise choices and the sites will have some accountability so that we'll have frankly fewer moms and dads and kids saying to us you know my friend won't come to school anymore because he's bullied. And now the bullying follows them home. Mm -hmm. You know, it used to be bullying was on the playground at school Mm -hmm. and the home was a safe place. No longer. Now the bullying follows them into their bedrooms because that's where they take the devices that convey these messages. And obviously it's a different world and we need ways for kids to exercise more choices so that they can protect themselves as well as parents helping them with tools. Do you see significant support for this legislation, Senator Blumenthal? I do indeed. In fact, almost half the Senate is now co-sponsoring it, evenly divided, Republicans and Democrats, which is phenomenal, very unusual in today's world. I don't need to tell you right. for almost 50 senators to co-sponsor a piece of legislation, evenly divided Republicans and Democrats. And the reason is quite simply, it's a problem that cuts across geographic lines, income lines, political lines, this kind of mental health crisis that we face in this country is aggravated by social media. And we've been talking to the kids who have come to Washington, the moms and dads 
who have come here to tell their story about their own children who took their own lives because of bullying, because of eating disorders. This stuff is really potentially deadly. Senator Richard Blumenthal, I want to thank you. We have so many other conversations we could have, but I really wanted to focus on this today. Uh, is is there a, a name of the bill that if people want to encourage you and let you know whether they support it or not, so they could you could have some constituent um, you know outreach back to you on it? What's the name of the bill or the number of the bill? The name of the bill is Kids Online Safety Act. Okay. Kids Online Safety. Act. And the acronym, a lot of people now are calling it by the acronym, is COSA, K-O-S-A. If you write to a congressman or a woman or a senator and say, I want you to support COSA, K-O-S-A, I want you to make the Internet safer for kids. I want you to stop this toxic content that is aggravating eating disorders and bullying and suicide and illicit drugs and sex exploitation, uh, they'll know what you mean. COSA, K-O-S-A. Thank you so much, Richard Blumenthal, Senator Blumenthal, for joining us today on the Lisa Wexler Show. Always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. We'll be right back with a couple of kids from Staples High School who might have something to say about COSA, but they're definitely going to be talking about the prom at Staples High School. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com.